good luck with the word. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. La 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 la. I like your t-shirt that you're wearing. It's like got Garfield on it. It says life's a beach. Mm-hmm. I got Lounging. this. Okay. So this is one of those things that happens when you do the home edit and you mm-hmm. find things that you forgot that you had. So when I was cleaning out my closet, I found the shirt. I forgot that I bought it a couple of years ago before our trip to Hawaii. I was at Target and it was just like one of those fun little statement t-shirts that was like, oh, I'm going to buy this and wear it in Hawaii. I didn't wear it in Hawaii one day because I usually wear all tank tops and it's just like a it's like a t-shirt t-shirt. But I pulled it out of the old archive slash bottom of the drawer and I was like, I definitely am keeping this. But it's like the old school Garfield where he's just yep. sitting on a beach towel under an umble- umbrella and he has a little thought bubble and it just says life's a beach. And so I walked out of the bedroom with the shirt on and Scott was like, where did you get that? shirt. I love when I bring out something that I haven't worn in years. And it's just kind of like, where did you get that? The other thing that's really funny is when we did, when I did, we did. But actually, to be fair, once I did the color coding on my closet, Scott went in and did the same thing to his side. I'm like, I'm not touching his side. He can do whatever he wants with it. Right. But I would like the home edit girls to come to our closet and figure out what to do with all of his Nike shoes how to kind of like display them yeah. in a way that makes him feel happy. Yeah. But okay, so back to my point though, I was cleaning out, we have like this closet, we have just a bunch of coats shoved in there, like a coat oh. closet. Yeah, and you know. One, you know, and there is one closet, one closet, there's one jacket that I really didn't want to get rid of. It's so from my 20s and it's ridiculous. I haven't worn it probably since my 20s, but it's just so fabulous that I didn't want to get rid of it. Is it the pink fuzzy one? Yes, so, have you seen that jacket? Yeah. You wore it to something. I think you wore it to a New Year's Eve party in like <gasps> 2013 right. or 14. Pink fuzzy. It's not... Okay. You also I'm, wear it around the house sometimes. I don't think we're talking about the same jacket. I, oh, okay, okay. No, no. Back up. Yeah. I was getting your pink fuzzy boots confused. Yes. Okay. But, so, <laughs> but I have definitely seen this jacket because you've talked about it before and I think... I, you definitely wore it to something. Okay. So, and I might have, and I, and it probably would be in some type of like costume fashion because there's really yeah, no reason. I think it was I, New Year's Eve where you maybe, were like just getting like ridiculously dressed. Yeah. Right. So it's a guess. It's from guess period. <laughs> Should just say that right that, there. That explains everything. It's a, kind of like a pea coat that is made of, it's pink with like woven in glitter thread. So pink and kind of like silver glitter Uh woven into this pink coat with rhinestone diamond buttons. Yes. So it is just like boom, glitter. It's almost like a tweed, but with like silver running. There's a name for that and I'm not remembering what it is. So it's... It went bye-bye. We got rid of it because I was like, (laughs) I just need to... And I think Scott's been like waiting. It's really funny when I was doing the home edit and I, you know, was cleaning out my closet and I threw away or donated, I should say, donated this pair of shoes that were high heels, which I don't know why I have any high heels anymore. I never... I don't know when the last time is like I wore a pair of like like high-heeled shoes, not platform shoes because I have like platform boots that are a little more... Not a high heel, like a stiletto. I was, I had this pair of shoes, it's like a high heel stiletto in the pile, the giveaway pile. And Scott was like, oh, I'm so glad you're finally getting rid of those. And I'm like, tell me how you really feel. 
<laughs> He's like, I've been waiting for the day for you to get rid of those. But yeah, so I got rid of the guest jacket that was like super fancy. It kind of reminded me of Elle Woods on uh, Legally Blonde. You know what this whole conversation is reminding me of is when in Clueless, mm-hmm. when she's like <gasps> dragging her skis across the foyer and her... Dad's like, where are you going with us? And she's like, Daddy, some people lost everything they own. Don't you think that includes sporting goods equipment? Yeah. And he's like, do you think they need your skis? <laughs> so great. Ugh, the Pismo Beach disaster. Oh, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I think Clueless had their, I don't know, 25 year anniversary oh or something gosh. recently. Uh, and then Paul Rudd in his recent video about wearing a oh, mask. Being a oh my gosh. Certified young person. Certified young person. It's so, I mean, I get that it's supposed to be cringy, but it's so cringy. It's but so I love cringy. the ending so much mm-hmm. where he just yells. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just kind of like loses it. Yeah. We're like, like we feel you. Comple- I completely understand where you just try to like hold back and you try to be like, cool. <laughs> I love when he's like, if you don't know what we're talking about, Paul Rudd did, it's kind of like a spoof on wearing, well, it's not a spoof, but it's like him being a, a teenager and he's talking about mask wearing. Just Google it. Google right. he's like, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, certified young person, celebrity and certified young person. I love when he's like, caring is the new not caring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's been a crazy week. Speaking of just kind of like, I feel like we've just been in this pressure cooker, having a platform and then also trying to cater to every single human that listens to our podcast. And I, I don't want to say cater like we're trying to please everybody. When you're living in a world that is literally on fire <laughs> and shit is hitting the fan every way, everywhere that we turn, I think Claire and I just hit like a breaking point. Well, we hit a breaking point because Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Yeah. And I mean, not just that, but I think that was the thing where I kind of was like, it's I wouldn't say like I've been posting a lot more on like my personal Instagram. You know, we did have talked about some things, a lot of things around the Black Lives Matter movement. And but we had really not talked about the election. Mm-hmm. And I finally, when Justice Ginsburg passed away last week, it just was like, OK, this is like, that's it. We can't. The stakes are too high now. The stakes like, are way always too high. Been yeah. So high. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and if you look, if you go back and look at the list of things that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was responsible for, it will blow your mind to realize in our in our lifetime, in our parents' lifetime, just in the past one to two generations, have women not been able to do things like sign a mortgage without a man? Right. Like, listen to this. Here's Let me just summarize a few things because uh, one of my good friends posted this and he stole it from one of his friends who stole it from somewhere. So if you know the source, I don't. they didn't post the source and I haven't had time to go look for it. But let me just read you this. It's short. If you are a woman and hold a job, you have Justice Ginsburg to thank. If you got to keep that job, even when you became pregnant, you have Justice Ginsburg to thank. If you hold a credit card or a bank account or a house in your name, Without the permission of your husband or your father, you have Justice Ginsburg to thank. If you were able to marry the person you love, regardless of their gender or yours, you have Justice Ginsburg to thank. If you don't even know the number of rights that you have because there are too many to count, or maybe because you just take them for granted, you have Justice Ginsburg to thank. Every single woman stands on the shoulders of this tiny giant every second of every day. There are not enough thanks in this world for Justice Ginsburg. It's crazy to me to realize like we take this for 100% for granted. Mm-hmm. Never in my life did I like have to think, 
what if I can't sign? What if I can't? And like, I am the only name on our mortgage. Never in my life was I like, oh, that's not good. You know, I never, I just didn't think twice I didn't, about it. Yeah, I didn't question it when I bought my first condo. I was yeah. like... And like, you know, I definitely don't take for granted the, you know, having your job protected when you're pregnant because I've been discriminated against in job interviews for being pregnant. But, and I have also been afraid to bring up the fact that I have kids in job interviews. Like, but I think it's just like when you list it all out like that, it makes you realize that we have, first of all, come so far in such a short amount of time and, you know, how quick we are to take these things for granted, which I, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, we should be able to take this for granted. We should be able to take equality for granted, but we can't. Right. And that's the thing that just like made me so angry last week was realizing like how tenuous that equality really is. And the fact that, you know, people will just focus on nothing but her support of Roe v. Wade and be like, she's responsible for, you know, the murder of thousands of unborn babies. Right, 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 right. Which like, guys, pro-life versus pro-choice and abortions are one of the hardest things to talk about because I think, you know, there are some issues that for me are black and white. If you don't believe in climate change, sort of like not believing like in I science. Do, I'm not I have no words. It's sort of like right. not believing in in gravity. You like, probably think the earth is flat too. <laughs> like if you don't believe in climate change at this point, I don't know what to tell you. And if you're gonna IMS after this and be like, you guys you know, need to realize that not everyone believes in climate change. I don't care what you have to say. Right. Yeah. Like if you're going to turn off this podcast and like get mad, whatever, (laughs) because you're like Claire and Joy don't support their listeners who don't believe in climate change. You are correct. You are correct. Goodbye. And so that's fine. There are certain issues like that where I'm like, climate change is real. You need to get on board with this. We're the planet's going to die. Right. But when it comes and not even you need to get on board, like I'm not, we'll save climate change for a different conversation because I feel like I don't want like just dipping my toe in it has already just raised my blood pressure. But <laughs> oh when it God. comes to abortion, I can 1000% understand that there is not a right or wrong answer here. It is whether or not you believe that women or people with uteruses, people who can grow babies, that anyone on this earth should be allowed to legally seek an abortion is something that is informed by your worldview, by your set of beliefs. I can appreciate the fact that it is a very difficult thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That being said, and conversate very important conversations about bodily autonomy and medical services and access to medical services aside again for a moment, the amount of equality, it's just like when you, you know, there's that quote of like, when you tug at any one thing, you realize that there's some John Muir quote that I'm paraphrasing here. It's like, when you tug at any one thing, you realize everything's connected. It's like, if if you, the moment that you pull a one Django block from the tower of women's rights, everything becomes less stable. And realizing that most of that Jenga tower was built by Justice Ginsburg is like really shocking that it all came down to this one person. And I've just had to really wrap my head around that, that like on the one hand, she was this incredible historic figure. But on the other hand, women's rights in America as we know them have rested on the shoulders of this five foot tall Jewish woman. Yep. How has it come to that? But how has it come to that that like she's the only one? You know, I that know. she and so anyway, that's just something that I've really 
really been reflecting on and reflecting on. And like, I didn't realize to what extent it really came down to her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we finally got political on our Instagram this week. We're going to be getting more political on the podcast. The election is a month and a half away. If you need to turn us off, that's fine. But I also would encourage you to not turn us off for the sole purpose of not wanting to have to question your own beliefs. Right, right. And that's a great point you bring up too, because I was talking to, because here's the thing, everybody, we are probably preaching to the choir in some instances. Like I feel like a lot of our listeners, we're not looking for yes men. I will always go back to that. We're not looking for you to agree with us. We're not looking for you to be in in lockstep with everything we say. I'm sorry, I just had to re- refer to a, a Scott saying last week. <laughs> but I, I do want us to be critical thinkers. I want us to be making decisions with our eyes wide open. And I was talking to Gary about this, or my good friend Gary, who's been on the show before, and I always talk about him. And I was like, Gary, I'm really trying to understand the right. I'm really trying to understand what Trump's policies are and where he's coming from and what he's, you know, I'm really, really trying for as much as people can think like, oh, you just believe this way and you're so hard headed. I'm like, yeah, so are you, you know, like we're all kind of in that boat of pointing fingers, but that's not going to get us anywhere. And what I was trying to to talk with Gary about is I was like, I'm really trying to understand where the right is coming from. And he goes, you know, I, I took a deep dive on some some kind of like far right Instagram feeds and kind of news articles and the comment section, they say the exact same thing about the left. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's just, it's so true. So it's, it's those extreme beliefs. um, And I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm extreme, but I think that if you're right or left at this point, especially during the election, it's got to be like an either or. And that is I think that does us all a disservice, but they're just as they, the left is just as confused as the right. The right is confused as far as like what the left believe. And I, and Gary said, you know, I think a lot of people, and I have to really criticize myself and think about this of why I'm voting the way I'm voting, but I think I have a pretty good sense of all the policies and all the things that could happen with the person I want to vote for is Gary made a good point of a lot of people, especially on the right, are voting off of one or two issues. Deciding issues. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So it, if your non-negotiable is pro-life, mm-hmm. if your non-negotiable is supporting the police department or whatever, then it's pretty clear that you're just kind of making your choice off of one or two issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a huge disservice. That's my own opinion. But I think that does a huge disservice for the world and the collective. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's interesting to... I mean, there are definitely some issues that are more important to me than others. I think that's true across the board. Right. You know, across everybody's the board for everybody. have the certain, their own certain values that are going to be, you know, everybody's different in, in that sense. And, you know, first of all, I have learned a lot just in the last couple of days about Democrats versus Republican policies when it comes to pro-life and this, the, the fact that sociologists have studied and you can corroborate this with multiple studies, one of which, I don't know if you guys remember Dr. Mark Ritchie that we had on the podcast a couple of months ago, several months ago, a lifetime ago, back before COVID right. <laughs> to talk about regenerative agriculture, but he's a, a sociologist and he had written a, a comment about how sociologists, it's well studied and well known that democratic 
policies that include sex education and contraceptives lead to significantly lower abortion rates. And this is consistent with multiple studies that have come out with multiple policies that have been put into place about contraceptives. Like I posted something about how in Colorado several years ago, they started giving free IUDs to teens without parental consent. Within eight years, teen pregnancies dropped 54%. 54%. Teen abortion rates fell by 64%. For every $1 spent on the program, the state saved $5.85 in labor and delivery costs, childcare assistance, and food stamps. So, you know, just, and I mean, that's just one example, but I think it's a good example of the assumptions that we have about party lines and Mm -hmm. specifically the pro-life movement and pro-life beliefs and, you know, just like not taking those assumptions for granted. And I'm not saying that, oh, if you just dig a little deeper, you'll find Democrats give you everything you want. But I am saying like, if that's your issue, don't assume that, you know, it's it's about being pro-life, I think, should be more about just restricting access to abortions, should be about contraceptive, sex ed. It should be about providing services to pregnant women and providing services to women with newborns who to allow them to have options to be successful with that pregnancy and healthy with that pregnancy and with that child. You know, I think that focus on abortion. And I think most people who are pro-life who are listening to this totally agree with me. And I think that pro-life people get this bad rap of just being, you know, anti- just being pro-birth, period, end of story, mm, right. when like it is a much bigger, a much bigger, a bigger issue, a bigger issue. story. And I do think most people understand that. And so, you know, I, but I, you know, also think that like, I didn't understand my fully, my, my own cycle until I was trying to get pregnant as an adult. Oh, really? No one, I mean, I, I granted, I started trying to get pregnant when I was what, like 26, mm-hmm. 27, but like no one ever sat me down and was like, hey, Claire, here's exactly I knew I had like days where I was on my period and days where I was not on my period. That was pretty mm-hmm. much the extent. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in, in Boulder in a liberal I know, town. I'm like, I'm pretty surprised by that. Yeah. And like, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, you know, I think there's, and then you think to like, and like I was taught about condoms and dental dams and, you know, like all the things. And I will just never forget Mrs. Wilson in seventh grade sh- demonstrating how to put on a dental dam. All I can think of is um, Knocked Up, where she's like, what's a dental dam? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like a... So I think... I don't want to like... This whole podcast could be about this. Yeah. But I think... And climate change and all the other things. And climate change. God, we ought to have a whole climate change podcast. Uh, But I think that it really is... get Al Gore on to talk about the movie he made like 15 years ago and be like, hey, Al... Why didn't yeah. we pay attention? Um, I mean, if you if you're interested in learning more about climate change and about like the oil and gas lobby, listen to the podcast Drilled. It's shocking and horrifying because we have had this information since the '60s and mm-hmm. no one has anything with mm-hmm. it. It's and fine. if you want to go alive. back, yeah, we're gonna burn alive. And if you want to go back and watch an inconvenient truth by Al Gore, right, which came out 2000, 2005, maybe I'm maybe it's earlier, maybe it's later than that, but at 2006. least 2005, yeah. yeah. So and it, it was basically like a PowerPoint presentation, yeah, but it was inconvenient. Convenient, right? Inconvenient truth. Okay. Just to wrap that up. Yeah. We're going to be talking about more political stuff. We're going to be talking about more issues that are important to us. If anything that... And also, we're going to be seeking out conversation about it. If you want to truly engage in a respectful conversation... Yes. And not just you know get mad because we're giving you our opinions, then we welcome it. And here's what my hope is. My hope is that if you have... If you think one way about an issue that is different than how we think, and you hear us say something that challenges what you believe. Instead of thinking, Joy and Claire don't know what they're talking about. They're just trying to push their own agenda. I would love for you to think, huh, I never thought about that way. And then maybe take five minutes to just look up 
for one article about the the viewpoint that we're expressing. Right. And maybe and a few I, different sources, actually. Yeah, like, grab look a at few different, different sources. sources. Right. Yeah. Look to see, you know, I never thought, I'd never, I didn't realize that, just to talk about pro-life again, like, I didn't realize that you, that there are studies that show that when Democrats are, are in the White House, abortion rates actually fall. I've always thought that Democrats were pro-abortion all the time. And I assumed that voting pro-life was the same thing as reducing abortion rates. That's so mm-hmm. that's so interesting. I'm going to just, it might not change my vote. It might not change what I believe, but I'm just going to look into that for two seconds. And I want to do the same. And, and I, I want to do the I same. Truly, right. I truly believe this. Like if you have a disagreement, if you have an argument that you're like, I really would like you to see this side, please, 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 instead of just kind of like stating your opinion, I want to know where you get it from. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people I've encountered either on email or in comments, they can't back up their their statements with actual valid sources and a, and, and a balanced view of, of different sources. So if you have one source that's like a, like that whole continuum of your, where you get your news, if mm-hmm. it falls to the far left or if it falls to the far right, I remember looking at like where I get my news sources and making sure it falls closer to the middle. So I'm not getting propaganda. Mm-hmm. By the way, side note, if you or someone you know works in the news, like works for the news, if you're a reporter, if you're a newscaster, if you're, I want to talk to you. I would love to have you on because I want to know how news is fed to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important because it influences us on a daily basis. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I want to say very quickly is that because we're so socially isolated, we don't have the human to human contact and having a 2D conversation with someone on the internet, a stranger on the internet is not going to really do any good. It may give you some information, but if if we really want to make an impact and really truly understanding one another, and I realize that's kind of weird to say because we're talking about this on a podcast where we're not able to have human to human contact, but how we can influence the greater good, no matter what you believe, is having human to human contact and conversations. So if we can find ways to do join like online events and tr- mm-hmm. and hearing people speak. I feel like that's way better than just sitting behind a keyboard where you can just throw out mean, nasty comments. I can't tell you how many mean, nasty comments I'll get on like my own personal Twitter where some guy said I'm an idiot, where I'm right. like, you don't even know me, you, you know, so it's so easy well, and to I think just... yesterday when I posted this on my own personal page, you know, and somebody commented on it, as soon as they were challenged, they were like, well, I don't, I don't waste my time explaining this to strangers. And I was yes. like, well, then don't come here and start right. a conversation about right. it. Right. You asked the question and I right. was trying to get, and I jumped in because I was like, let me just try to, to get her to think about just for a mere moment. And, and I'm, I, I'm not naive to think that she's not going to change her mind. Well, but, and I'm also not naive to think that like they haven't, it's like, I'm not the first one being like, have you really thought about this? Like, right. And I think that anyway, so yeah. And I, but it just is that, that mentality of like, well, I'm not going to explain it to you. It's like, okay, well then why'd you, what here? do you think is going <laughs> to, if you're just coming here to say I'm an idiot, but then you, but then like you immediately turn around and are like, well, I'm not going to go like, well, I don't deserve to explain it to you. It's like, well, then why did you even start the conversation? <laughs> right. And there's a part of me that's like, if you're just going around spreading hate, okay, that just tells me so much about you as a human. And I just mm-hmm. don't agree with that. So if it's, it's like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna put energy anywhere, and I'm saying this to myself too, because it's so easy. It's so easy. It is the easy and cheap way out to be a keyboard warrior. So if you want to put energy in towards making a difference, have human to human contact. And of course, with COVID, that is impossible. But if you can get on a, on a um, like an online support group or talk to someone on the phone, on FaceTime, people that you that are in your 
close circle and having those those difficult conversations. I think that's going to just do way, it's going to make more movement than just sitting behind a keyboard and throwing out nasty comments or coming to someone's Instagram page and be like, I disagree with you. It's like, it's wasted energy. And so that's just something that I've really noticed too, is like, we are super lacking in that human to human interaction where back to Brene Brown, I believe it's like, people are hard to hate close up. Mm-hmm. We're we are in a time where we can't be close up. And that's just, it's so much easier for the haters. It makes to, it so much harder. So to much harder. To yeah, have yeah, a, yeah. A, yeah, to have a human conversation. One more thing, and then we can move on to sure. the next part of our podcast. But I think the biggest thing that... I also want to say is that I know a lot of people listening to us do actually agree with us. And we hear from, you know, a, a small amount of our listeners who will push back, which is, again, it's fine. I'm not saying that I don't want to right. push back against. Right. But now I'm speaking to people who completely agree with us. Right. Use the information that we post to support your own difficult conversations with other people in your life. Right. And, you know, we have less, we have a month and a half to go before the election. Voting has already started in some states and will start in a lot of states very soon. So, you know, we're looking at an election that's very different in the sense that the time frame of it is going to be much, much wider based on mail-in voting, which is awesome. And it also means that if someone is in your life is on the fence, or is maybe thinking about not even voting at all, you need to contact, get, you know, you need to be that person's point of contact. Challenge yourself to talk to five people in your life who are on the fence or are very, you know, who are right across the line or whatever. Who you or maybe feel they're like, just so disheartened by this so whole thing. That they're like, I'm, my vote, it's not even, it's not even worth not it. Not even, right. And I think that's a big thing that like, in addition to just being at the point where I'm like, you know what, I need to talk about what I believe. I need to talk about what I think. I need to talk about what's important to me. I'm tired of like dancing around this subject. It's like word vomit. We were just kind of like, ah. I mean, I posted like two, I mean, I probably posted like 5,000 words in the last 24 hours, but I think use that and you know, if you want more sources, send us an IM, you know, send us a DM. Somebody DM me and was like, where can I go to corroborate a lot of these things you're saying about climate change? Because like, I don't necessarily believe most of the news outlets. And I was like, great. I don't really know where to tell you where to go if you start out by being like, I don't believe in the news. But like, there are a lot of places. Go, you know, go like, let's just take it back to primary sources. Go read the interviews of people who left the EPA when Donald, when, Donald, when Donald Trump came into office because they knew that their jobs were now basically becoming a joke. Go read the firsthand accounts of indigenous people whose land is being drilled on. Go read the firsthand accounts of people at the agencies who, you know, put these protections into place that he has completely rolled back and reversed up to 100 environmental protection policies since he's taken office. Like find the interviews. People who give interviews, this is what you learn, right? Go to back to the primary source, read what they have to say, read about their own firsthand account, read a variety of those firsthand accounts and then draw your own conclusion. So, but just like questions like that, I would love to answer. I would love to be open to, yeah. you know, if I don't, if you send us something as always and we don't get back to you and you're like, no, I really wanted an answer to this, then feel free to ping us again. So welcome to the next six weeks. Yeah. And I, I just want to say quickly too, is the the fact checking piece is the most important that I've been trying really hard to continue to look for anytime I get information is the fact checking. And so I think my advice or my hope for everybody, no matter what you believe, and we uh, we cannot state this enough, is we're not looking for yes men. We're not looking for people to agree with us, but we want you to be passionate and we want you to get the facts and not, you know, my personal belief, okay, so I'm going to say a person, like my personal belief right here is that Trump leads people who are fearful and he, he leads by 
spewing fear and fearful people are easy to lead because if he's talking about patriotism as, you know, his platform and that the Democrats threaten that, that's fear. And it's completely false. It is 100% false. So if you're kind of looking at that being like, well, our patriotism, like that is not what is happening. It's false. If you can just question that, if we can ask ourselves questions and trust me, I have looked as I have looked, I'm doing the same thing that I'm asking of everyone where I'm looking at the facts and I'm going, okay, so if this were to happen, would we actually be losing this patriotism that he's talking about? And we're not. But if you can please continue to ask questions, no matter what you hear, I want you to follow it up with a question. Why? What? How? Is that true? Where did that come from? If you can just ask a follow-up question to yourself and go get more information, be curious, be critical, I think we're going to just make some small steps that could potentially make a big change. All right. Take a breath. Take a beat. But here's the thing, taking a breath, is we are doing this because this is a very critical election. Mm -hmm. And this is not just... (laughs) This is potentially hundreds of thousands of lives at stake. And I think that if people are coming to our podcast for lightness and funny and all of that, I I just want to encourage you to take a beat and think of why you listen to us. And we are a part of a community. We care about our community. And we think that everyone deserves equality. So I just want you to think about that. Is We are passionate about that. That is not something we take lightly or feel that we can just joke away and sprinkle with positivity. It's just not the time for that. It'll be time for that later, but it's just not the time for that now. Yes. Okay, guys. So completely switching gears. Can I say something really light? Yes. Today is Scott and I's 12th anniversary wedding today, anniversary. Today, today, or today, today when this today. podcast comes out? Today, oh. today. Like we're recording this on September 20th. Happy anniversary. Yay, marriage hacks. Yay, marriage hacks. Yeah, tell us your favorite marriage hacks hack from this past year. My favorite marriage hack from this past year is to pick your battles. Mm. And I think what, and Scott and I talked about this on my birthday, where we were kind of just like reflecting on our lives and how far we've come with our marriage. And I was like, you know what, I love you so much. And I think a lot of what, I was kind of joking with him of how he has to put up with me. Because there's, (laughs) I have not been a cakewalk to deal with and be married to over the years. (laughs) And I'm like, I just want you to know that I, you know, where I, I see our relationship has really grown is that I don't really care. We used to just fight about everything because we were so intent on like being heard, everyone being heard and being right. And I said, I think what's been my favorite thing about us so far that we've grown through is that we just don't get into every single nitty gritty disagreement where we used to. And now it's kind of like if he brings something up that annoys me, I'll be like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. Like the whole pillows thing. Remember I was joking about that of like how he just went and picked the pillows. I was like, okay, normally I'd get like really my little wounded child would be like, you're not including me in decisions and you don't let me do anything. And I'm like, I just, it's not important to me. I I love you too much to think that like, this is a bigger issue to where I'm like, you don't respect me as a woman, you know, like (laughs) it's just, you know, so I think we've really matured. I think that just comes with maturity. But the other thing that I think about over the years of our marriage is like truly 
it takes so much time to really get how you can work together as a team and every year you get stronger. But I, we've seen a lot of our friends break up, mm-hmm. get divorced, multiple divorces, and hey, that's fine. But we kind of look at it as like, wow, we've really focused on how we can make our relationship work and and knowing that the grass is not going to be greener if we were to just jump ship. Right. So that's just for us. I'm just speaking for us, but it's been a good ride. And it's funny because I just got him, I got him this really cute card a few years ago that's like, it's a beautiful picture of a sailboat on the front and it has a cute little like heart as the wind sail and it's like going <laughs> through the waves and the inside just says, let the adventure continue. Mm-hmm. And I, I bought- thought you were going to say the inside says like, I like your butt or something like, like <laughs> really sappy like front of the card and the inside's like Oh my god. By the way, I cannot stand sappy cards. Like I can't no. I I was looking for so many cards that were like you're the light of my life and every yeah. year gets richer. I'm like, "Woo." Um Why do you need papyrus to say this for you? I know. And so but this card is just, and usually, usually I get him cards that have like dogs on the front. Right. Totally. Um, but I couldn't find one. And so couldn't I saw the dog same, card. I couldn't find a dog card. And I was sitting there. I was like, gosh, darn it. And I saw this card, the same card that I got him a few years ago. And I was like, I'm going to get him the same card. So I got him the same card. And I, I told him this morning, I'm like, I got you this card because it's my favorite visual of our marriage is like, let the adventure continue. Like, it's just an adventure. And like, I've always said marriage is a trip. Marriage is such a trip because back when I got married, you truly felt like you had to have that picture perfect marriage. Mm -hmm. Like that's what was fed to me. And so as you learn and mature and grow, you realize, oh, that's total crap. Mm -hmm. And relationships are really hard. And probably like the greatest lesson that I will ever have is like how to navigate this relationship. And so, yeah, I just really grateful for him even though we drive each other nuts. And we joke about that too, where it's like, I'm kind of looking forward to the day when he has to travel again. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Love you, Scott. Well, happy anniversary. Thanks. All right. So last week, we asked you guys to tell us about the time that you met a celebrity and boy, did you guys deliver again. Again. I'm so glad we started every week because I know it's my favorite part of the podcast. It's so great. So, so many of you had so many just fantastic stories. Um, And again, we're not going to be able to get to all of them. We listen to every single one. We read all your stories and they're so funny. But Joy, do you have one you want to start with? Oh, I sure do. And it's from our favorite girl, Tina in New York. Well, Brooklyn, I should say. Tina, guys, if you are in the market for some tie dye. Oh, we're going to link to Tina's tie-dye. It's called like... Tina's tie-dye. I think it's <laughs> it called be. like dye by... Tie- Hold on. We'll link it. But Tina in Brooklyn wrote us, or I'm sorry, left us this voice memo. We love her so much. And here's her celeb encounter. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Tina calling from Brooklyn. And you asked the question this week about a celebrity encounter. So this one dates back to about 2007. And I was in Santa Monica running up these stairs as like a form of exercise. And as I was running up, I saw the singer-songwriter Sarah Bareilles, who I had just seen in like a concert. She had just released her first album. So I was obsessed. And she was coming down, I was going up, and I like pointed at her and I was like, like, oh my God. So I kept going because she's in the middle of her workout. And then we saw each other again and she stopped and she's like, oh, do I know you? And I was like, uh, no, you don't know me, but, and then I just proceeded to tell her how much I 
enjoyed seeing her in concert and her album and it was just like such a great little moment that she thought she knew me and I was just fanning so I just always remember that one because it was just so awesome okay bye guys first of all I love those stairs we all know if you've ever been to we all know those stairs stairs she's talking about yep and I've heard that like Justin Timberlake used to run those stairs yeah I love how she clarified in her voice memo that she was running them for exercise and not like running them to get away from someone or like I don't know why else you would run stairs but she's like you know to exercise (laughs) you know to exercise um, that's a great one. And you know, here's the thing, like sometimes we'll um, recognize us in public every once in a while. Definitely. I sometimes have this moment of like, are do you, are you recognizing me because I like, because of the podcast or are you recognizing me? Cause like I went to high school with you. Like, you know, I kind of have always have this moment where I'm like, why do we know each other? And I like freak out that I'm forgetting someone from my past who I should know. I love that. Thanks, yeah, Tina. It's so good. Thanks, Tina. Okay, this next one is from Danielle. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Danielle from Queens, uh, a.k.a. Bitch Can Move on Instagram. I'm so excited there's finally a question that I can answer and want to answer. So my celebrity encounter, I live in New York City, so I've had a gazillion celebrity encounters. However, my most meaningful one actually happened in Petra, Jordan, which if you can ever travel again, I can't recommend enough. It's an ancient city in Jordan and it's mind-blowingly stunning. And we're walking through one of these like amazing cavern areas of rock formations and my mom comes up to me and she says, she says, do you see that man up there? And I said, yeah. And she says, I think it's Mandy Patinkin. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? I like stealthily tiptoe to catch up. It's, he's like 20 feet in front of us. It's very empty. There's not a lot of people around. And so I run back and I'm like, it is him and our guide. Who is that? And I'm like, oh, he's an American actor. And he's like, oh, do you want me to go like get an autograph or whatever? He's like, do you want us to go check and make sure it's him? I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's him. And he, so he's like runs up to him with like a fake ticket stub. And he's like, sir, sir, did you drop this? And Mandy turns around and like, no, no. He's like, no, that's not mine. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Then, of course, like the jig is up. He knows we know that he's famous. And, and then we just start running into him for the next like two hours as we're like walking through Petra. At some point, we stop and start chatting. And he's with a bunch of people for a refugee organization that was helping with getting like Syrian refugees across the border. I never asked him for a photo, but I will send you a picture that we stealthily took because I just didn't want to be one of those people that asks a celebrity for a picture. I thought it ended up being much more impactful to have a 10 or 15 minute conversation with him. And that's my celebrity encounter. Uh, so love you guys. And I will send you guys the picture as well to back up my story. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Danielle. Okay. So Manny Patinkin, if you guys don't know, is on Homeland. He's he's an American actor and he's been on a lot of shows and movies. He's just one of those guys, like once you see him, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Um, and she did send a photo where it's like one of those stealth photos. Like, remember when I took that photo? Of, I was just about to say. Of if Bob you Harper. Guys, yeah. If you guys were not following us back in like, this had to have been 2014. Yeah. Maybe 2015, 2014 when, we, or 15, yeah. when Bob Harper sat in the aisle behind us at the CrossFit Games and Joy took like the world's previous oh, photo of like the back of his Brandon head. helped so me with that. Right. Brandon was like, mm-hmm. just go. And I was like, I am so embarrassed. Yeah. But I, I totally agree in those moments where you don't want to just like take a photo. You want a photo to prove that you 
met this person, but you also don't want to be weird and you feel like they get that all the time. But that's that's really, really funny. Okay. And then I have to admit, when I saw the photo that she sent, I thought she it was a photo of Diane Keaton. I did too. I did I was too. Like, oh my God, you ran into Diane. It looks like I thought so too. Yeah, my I like because I didn't listen to the voice memo at first. I just saw the picture and I was like in my mind, not knowing she was in Jordan. I was oh my like, gosh. Oh my God, you saw Diane Keaton at the Grand Canyon. I. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> a Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay, this is. Um, I don't think this is a celebrity encounter, but uh, I want to listen to Allison's circle back phrases. Um, we're just going to interject with a work phrase because I thought this was really funny. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Allison from Houston. I just wanted to comment on your different work verbiages that you discussed in last week's episode and say that I cannot stand when people say, what's on your plate? It reminds me of Thanksgiving. Why can't we just say <laughs> what's on your list? My coworkers make fun of me about this all the time and explicitly do not use that phrase because I just envision a gross mashed potato turkey situation instead of what needs to be done for the day. Just thought I'd provide some input because your podcast really makes me laugh during the workday when I listen. Take care. Hi. That What's is on your hysterical. Plate? I have too plate? much on my plate right now. <laughs> I mean, too much on your plate is a real problem, whether it is work or Thanksgiving. Right. That's very true. Okay. <laughs> this is probably my favorite, my favorite one that we got for the celebrity encounter. Oh, okay. We may have to just like post this photo immediately after we publish this episode because it is the photo that goes along with this voice memo is just priceless. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Jessica from Ohio. I just got through listening to this week's episode and your question for next week is any celebrity encounters. And I had to laugh because I've actually had some genuine celebrity encounters and I'll give you one great example. But the one that always comes to mind is the least celebrity example you could ever use. And it's always the one I initially think of. Um, I'm originally from Vegas and I was flying to somewhere out of McCarran Airport there in Vegas. And I'm crossing the pedestrian walkway outside there. And all of a sudden I get shoulder checked by this guy I wasn't paying attention, I guess. I'm not sure. And I look up and it's Carrot Top. And I don't know if you're familiar with Carrot Top and how jacked he is. He's so jacked. He shoulder checked the crap out of me. I almost fell over. I definitely dropped my bag. And he turned around and was so apologetic. He helped me with my bag. He walked me into the airport through the doors, like made sure I was okay. It was the funniest thing and just most awkward thing. But the genuine celebrity interaction I've had, you guys will appreciate. Also in Vegas, I went to the Britney Spears show there and my dad used to work security for some of those shows there. So he actually actually got us to be in the uh, backstage area and meet her and um, it was before the show and my sister and I were just ridiculously fangirling my poor husband was with us it was just the three of us for the show and he even went to the backstage portion um, we did this again for the Backstreet Boys and he refused to go backstage with us he was just like so mortified but for Britney Spears um, it was crazy she wouldn't look us in the eye you couldn't really talk to her it was like 10 seconds max you had to stand kind of far away I'm gonna send the pic with this voice memo because it is the most uncomfortable looking picture we are so nervous and we are 
standing so far away from her and she was just like nice enough but wasn't really feeling it it was just super weird the show was great but it's always made my opinion of her just very different from years on I don't know it was very uncomfortable process very different from when I met the Backstreet Boys and they gave us all hugs and it was super awesome anyway I love you guys and I hope you like the awkward picture and let me just say the picture is awkward like it's so yes have you seen it yeah, it, it looks they, like they have like, so much space. It looks like the type of picture you would take with like a Britney Spears cardboard cutout. Totally. It's like they're at least a half of an arm's length away from her. And she just kind of has this like plaster look on her face. But it makes it does warm my heart that um, the Backstreet Boys all gave them hugs. I That's what that. I would hope for. That story just, about Carrot Top is, let's not just gloss over that. I that know. Can we hysterical. not gloss over Carrot Top? Why is Carrot Top so jacked? I know. I know. <laughs> These are the questions we need to be asking about our society. What's going on that Carrot Top is so jacked? What's your secret? Carrot Top, what's your secret? What's going on there? Oh my God, that's so funny. Okay. All right, let's do one more. One more. This is from Becca. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Becca from Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I have a funny story about a famous person. My good friend Holly and I were on a flight from Charlotte to Nashville, and this grungy-looking guy was sitting next to us, and he kept trying to talk to us. He actually even broke the overhead bin on the plane, and we were just kind of annoyed that this guy was trying to talk to us and was interrupting our book reading. Well, we finally stop, and we hear him get on the phone and talk about He's going to have his people talk to their people. And his computer had this picture of a band on it. And we thought he was just someone who wished he was in a band. We get off the plane and we see him put his sunglasses on. And then everyone at the airport is fangirling over him. And so finally we pull up a photo and sure enough, it's Keith Urban. And we like Keith Urban, but this guy did not look like Keith Urban. He looked like a grunge version of him. Turns out that's how he travels, and uh, everyone else was knew who he was, and we didn't. So we missed out on that opportunity. He actually had his child that weekend. He was flying back to Nashville so him and Nicole Kidman could have their child. Anyways, funny story that I'll never forget. Thanks, guys. Love you. Keith Urban. Yes. I you know, would he... also love to hear like the near miss experiences of celebrity oh, encounters. We were God. like, okay, so what's your celebrity encounter, Joy? Well, I wanted to say really quick about Keith Urban. He was on um, Armchair Expert last week and he's lovely. He just oh. seems like a really nice person, like a genuine, genuine person. Aside from Bob Harper, I'm trying to think the only time that I saw a celebrity in the wild, uh, aside from <laughs> Jessica Simpson, when we were at... Right. And that wasn't really at the wild. She was speaking yeah, at that event. She was speaking at that event. What was it called again? <laughs> Create and <laughs> Cultivate. Create and Cultivate. Was if you ever watched uh, Grey's Anatomy, cast member Sarah Ramirez, she played Callie. And oh, totally. Yes. I loved her character. Yeah, she was great. And I can't remember how long she was on that that show she was in there for a while she got really? on there early she okay. i think she was introduced in like the second season and the only reason i remember that is because i only watched like the first two seasons and i yeah because i haven't that. and i that's one of those shows where i'm like i really should probably just like go binge that that seems I like know. a mindless good show well, and to then just didn't binge. she end up like she got engaged to george but then like she came out of the closet yeah. or something right okay but i just remember seeing her it was on one of our trips to hawaii and we were doing our layover at the San Francisco airport. And I just saw her with her boyfriend and it was really cute. They were just kind of like hanging on each other and they were like waiting in line at 
oh, bon pan or something like that. It was just like, oh my God, that's Callie. And it was just really weird. I didn't go and say hi to her. It's a lot of those times when you see a celebrity and you're like, like, they're just living their life. They're just living their life. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And then of course, like my favorite recent one would be Patton Oswalt at Lots of. Right. And that was literally like spotted from across the room and then turned around and he was gone. Yeah. I know. I can't really think of any either. I mean, yeah, I sat next to Woody Harrelson on a plane ride to Hawaii once on my honeymoon, like in coach. And it took us quite a while to decide whether or not it was him because he's like such a distinct looking person. Yeah. We were like, why would Woody Harrelson be sitting in coach? And right. then it turned out that it was like it was him and his wife were on this flight and there had only there was only one first class seat available and so they took the one first class seat and the one coach seat and then they switched halfway through which i thought was very cute <laughs> but wasn't brandon like chatting it up with his wife yeah and then brandon like became friends with his wife yeah oh wait we have to do one more okay one more from Catherine from ireland because yes. i love her accent okay does it bother people who are from the uk or that joy from like Ir- girls about your yeah accent. if we fangirl over your accent does that bother you because do you I feel just, or like, australia yeah are you like annoyed by that or yeah. are you reverse amused right because or yeah because no one fangirls or fanboys over american, uh, accents. american no, accents they do not. like geez mm-hmm. that's like they make fun of it Rightly so. Okay. (laughs) This is from Catherine, one of our favorite listeners. Here we go. Hi, Joe and Claire. Um, This is Catherine from Belfast in Ireland. Um, Long time listener. Um, My, there you go, I'm answering your question about meeting a famous person. Um, Mine is going back to the 2016 uh, Reebok CrossFit Games where I went all the way over to California to see the games. Um, I seen that Jason Kalipa, uh, was um, doing a podcast, a live podcast. I can't even remember the podcast name, but so I hung around. I wasn't even really listening to the podcast. I was just like, I just want to get a picture with, with Jason Kalipa. Um, so I did, um, and thankfully got a picture with him at the end. Um, obviously afterwards, though, looking, going, oh no, I was wearing, you know, the big straw hats that they had at the games the big with the big wide brims. Uh, of course, I didn't take my hat off when I, you know, got a picture with Jason. And so it's like I'm digging into his face, it looks like. Um, so that was that was funny. Um, but then also at that games um, is when I had just sort of discovered uh, Girls Gone Wild, but hadn't started listening yet. But I think I had discovered you on Instagram through some way. Um, and I seen you two at the games, but... I didn't go up to you because I hadn't started listening to the podcast yet. So I was like, no, that's, I can't, you know, that wouldn't be right. And it's the biggest regret I've had. You know, I wish I just wish I had gone up and said hello because obviously I'm just such a, a big, big fan. But yeah, so that's my uh, story. So I, I would consider you guys famous <laughs> in the podcast world. But yeah, I uh, love the show and just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Bye. Oh, okay. Ah, now that's my biggest been... regret too. I know. Okay. And also raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by taking a picture with a crafted celebrity while wearing that giant straw hat. I know exactly yeah, what you're talking we're all, about. I we're have all three raising of them. our hand. Oh, I love it. Thank Huge you so much. straw hats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we kind of front loaded this episode with all the talk about politics which was great and necessary and also means that it's time to wrap it up. Oh, but I also want to thank Jay. You guys just, I love everybody so much. I want to give everybody a shout out. I I want to say Jay. And I just love when guys call in. So I'm like, we just hear from so few male listeners. Um, So Jay called in and said he met Garrett Rapp, who's one of like, I think he's like a, um, he's in a band. 
<laughs> he's in a band. He's okay. in a band. Uh, and I can't remember if it's like metal or whatever, but he was basically like, not everyone knows who he is, but it was really exciting for us. And so Jay, thank you for that story. Okay. So question for next week. So a listener actually proposed this question. Thank you, listener. Which I think was great. And yeah. Which write in if you have suggestions for a question. Yeah, we would love to hear them because guys, like I am not an infinite fountain of just random questions. Believe it or not, this may come as a surprise to you. These don't always just come straight to my head. A lot of times they do, but not always. (laughs) So she sent this in a voice memo, but I'm just going to go ahead and read it. So the question is, what small acts of aggression or rebellion do you do? And her example is, mine is reporting Instagram ads that have diet culture stuff that I'm not cool with as offensive or a scam. Like what little, and like, that's, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be like a statement, but she does it kind of as from a place of like making a statement. So I would love to hear if you have anything where you're like, I am just feeling a little bit riled up right now. I'm going to go on Instagram, report some diet culture ads. Yep. Like, (laughs) What is the thing that you do? If you have anything, I don't know if I have anything like this. Oh, I totally do. (laughs) So not surprised by that. I mean, that I say that. So if you have something like that, please let us know. This one feels a little bit extra random, but I'm so curious. And I have a feeling we're so going to get some curious. very hilarious answers for this. Yes, 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 so, yes, yes. As a reminder, you can send it. Send us your answer in an email. You can send us in a voice memo, which if you have an iPhone, there's literally just an app called Voice Memo. Android has a similar app. If you have an Android, can you please write us and tell us what app you use for your voice memo so that we can be more specific? Yes. Send us, hold just hold the phone to your face like you're making a phone call. Record your voice memo like 30 to 60 seconds. Send it to thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. Uh, we will play as many as we can get to on the podcast. And uh, again, as a pro tip, we typically record on Sundays. So if you can send us your voice memo before Sunday, you have the best chance of getting on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. We are loving yes. being able to do this. It's just so fun to like feel a little bit more connected to you guys and more interactive. Yeah. yeah. And we just love hearing from our audience. I mean, I know we always say that, but you can also go to our Instagram page and just hit the contact button if you just want to not think about it. And it takes us takes you right to the email address or the phone number if you want to just call and leave a voicemail there too. And Super again, easy way. That will go straight to voicemail. You don't have to worry about one of us answering. Nope. It goes straight to voicemail. And then the last thing I want to ask just to remind you, if you have not yet left a review in iTunes, that really helps the podcast. If you can just click on five stars, you can do it from the app. You can also write a review. It can be like five words. It doesn't have to be a long paragraph. Just what you think of the show and just support Great. the podcast that Love way. these girls. Review done. Yes. Go listen or just put, in, put an emoji in there. Five star emoji. Five star emoji. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for hanging in there. This is this is a crazy time in our world. We got to talk about the tough stuff because we care about the world. We care about improving the world. We care about making it better for generations to come. You know, we're not going to be here forever. We're here for a good time, not a long time, Claire. That's. I, I would like to just state for the record, that is not my motto. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having a good time. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, guys. Talk to you next Talk week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Stop when the clock hits 13 You're working out your flirting With the weekend you can freak out One in a million You're a gem shine when the light grows dim See one, one, two, two three, four Cause, cause, cause No one can do it like we do it Like we do it, like we do it Cause no one can do it like we do it Like we do it, like we do it Cause no one can do it like we do it Like we do it, like we do it
We got the right stuff. We put the hammer right down. Wanna be loved? 